the Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Welcome, friends. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. And by different, I mean we're not even talking about humans. This is one of those topics that most people probably already know, but they don't want to face it. And I get it. I completely understand. Most of us do understand. But then we think, well, how can I change things? I mean, really, what do I do? Or now what do I do? We'll get into that. Don't you worry. Like I've told you before, I have a soft spot for a couple life forms. And so today we're going to delve into a topic I find really important and fun to talk about because it doesn't get any more gritty than this topic. You see, naturally, the human spirit wants to take care of life forms that have, well, let's just say they can't always protect themselves. So what can we do? Well, that's what this episode's about. How to protect your pets. Wait, Eric, what are you talking about? I thought this is a health podcast. Well, today we're going to talk about their health. It's a soft spot for everybody. Come on, admit it. You love your dog or your cat or both or your bird or fish. Doesn't matter. We all have the same soft spot in our hearts for our pets. Do we not? Why is that? Because you feel like they're part of your family. They're part of your clan. Am I right? So if they're part of your clan, part of your family, why don't we take care of our pets better? This is going to hit home for some of you. Others are going to say, I'm going to turn it off right now because how dare you say that I don't take care of my pets? I'm sure you do. I'm not here to tell you that you don't. I'm here to enlighten you on ways to take care of your pets that you never have thought about possibly. Or maybe you've heard about them but didn't know why you should do these things. Either way, this should be one of the most important things you do with your life. You are entrusted to take care of another life form. Not just your children, not just your parents, but actually something that can't technically speak to you. And with that, comes great responsibility. We have animals in our lives that can't just go outside and kill an animal and eat it. So what do we do? We go to the store, we buy food in a bag, we bring it home, we pour it in a bowl, and they eat it. Have we ever asked our animals, hey, do you like this? Or are you just super hungry? If you have cats, you will know that they can be super finicky. So it doesn't matter what you put in there. Or how hungry they are, they're like, nah, I'm not eating that. Dogs, on the other hand, are scavengers. They will literally eat pretty much anything. And that's cool. Except the fact that because they will eat almost anything, what we feed them can actually be detrimental. So in this episode, we're going to cover health for our animals. Let's start with diet. So we do a diet for ourselves and then we think we don't need to put our dog on a diet? How is that? How come we think that our dogs can just eat anything? How is it that we can buy really awesome food on a Friday night or 
Sunday dinner or wherever. We spend a lot of money and then we complain that dog food is too expensive. So we'll buy whatever food these companies make for our pets. Let me just state right now, this is going to be part one. This is a massive topic. And in order to keep it less than, you know, just a Joe Rogan type episode, we're going to cut this down. I hope that's okay with you. I think you're going to find this really fun, really interesting, very enlightening. Might even change how you think about your pets. Okay, so let's go. The diet for your animal. Let me just throw this out to you. Have you ever seen a Rottweiler? Isn't that a great name? Rottweiler. Have you ever seen a very powerful dog of any kind run into a cornfield and attack a corn stalk and kill it and rip it down and then eat the corn cob? No, you've never ever seen that. Have you ever seen a pack of wolves? Ever run into a wheat field and just start eating the wheat? Nope, you've never seen that. Have you ever seen a pack of hyenas <laughs> stalk an antelope? <laughs> now you know where I'm going with this. You see, we feed our animals food that's easy. Yes, this topic today is going to offend you, most likely. And you know what? It should. I'm stepping out right now and telling you that this is going to be offensive. It doesn't mean I'm blaming you because you've been sold into thinking that you have to buy pet food from a pet store. That's not where food comes from. The reason that it's going to be offensive is because you're going to hate the fact that you've been sold to believe that's where you should buy your food. Guess what? great news is you can turn that around right now and I'm going to show you how. But first, let's just delve into this a little bit. Most of the animals in our lives are either carnivores or scavengers. They don't eat grain. They don't eat vegetables. They don't dig the earth and pull out carrots. What's up, Doc? That's not what they do. So what are we feeding them? Would you eat food out of a bag like that? Oh, wait. Yes, we do. We do it all the time. It's called the frozen section of the grocery store. That's not where food comes from. And if you are a carnivore or scavenger at heart, that is not your preferred form of food. I'm sorry if this is going to offend you. This is not meant to be offensive. This is meant to enlighten you, to help you your animals or animal feel better, just like you should feel better in your life. I want to empower you to make your pets healthier. They can't tell you they're feeling bad. They can't say, hey, I'm starving over here. Why? Because you're feeding me food that doesn't satiate me. Now, many of our pets can go a long time without eating. They're designed that way. Animals like scavengers, dogs, they can go a long time without food and they'll just eat everything as soon as it's put in front of them because they're scavengers. Cats, they don't do that. They're more selective. Why? Because that's just the way cats are. It's not right or wrong. 
but think about it. These animals are animals. We're treating them like children. You wouldn't feed your child food you know is... If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you don't feed your kids garbage food. You know what I mean, fast food and just total garbage food. You at least have some control. Then why do we feed our pets just anything? Whatever comes in a bag. Is that what they want? I guarantee you, if you could speak to your pet, they would tell you, no, I don't want this crap. What is this? I'm eating it because I'm starving. Starving because you're feeding me food I normally wouldn't eat. It doesn't satiate me. It doesn't give me what I want, what I need. And so we just think everything's kosher because Spot just ate his whole bowl of kibble so fast it was like not even chewable. He just inhaled it. You know, you know how they do that. Why do they do that? Could it be because they're not satiated? What happens when you turn on Discovery Channel and you watch an animal take down another animal, eat that animal, what do they do? They basically fall asleep. It turns into nap time for a long time. They go a long time. And then all of a sudden they're like, I'm getting hungry again. And they go kill. And then they eat and then they fall asleep. Why do they do that? That's because that's the food that satiates them. That's how they're designed. They're designed to kill, eat, and then relax. I wonder if that's how we are. That's an interesting thought. What does that mean for you? If you eat nothing but animal food late at night and then go to bed, is that not the same as a lion eating its kill and then napping for the next six to eight hours? Well, anyway, I digress. I'm simply stating that your animal is not happy with human-made pet food. That's, that's not what they would eat in the wild. What would they eat? Well, let's think about it. They would eat anything that's living. And if it was dead, they would know if it was rotting. So here's an interesting thought for you. Most of the animals that we have in our captivity, most of them eat other animals. Minus, let's say, birds. Birds eat grain because that's what we give them. But what would they eat if they were in the wild? Are they pecking at a wheat field? Eh, maybe when they get really hungry. What do they normally eat? Bugs, worms, insects. I mean, seriously, they go to those first. Why? Because they're satiating. They're better. All right. So what about a guinea pig or a rabbit? Okay. Well, those animals are much more rare to have in the home. And yes, they're vegetarian, or you could even say vegan. But most of our animals that we have in our homes are carnivorous. That means they want meat, bone, organs, fat. Guess what? It's really easy to feed that to them. You don't even have to spend a lot of money. Matter of fact, some of the foods you might eat, there's leftovers. Those leftovers could be the chicken carcass or something like that. You could actually feed your animal with that. Don't cook your bones. Let them stay raw. That's better for them. But there's nothing wrong with giving your pet raw meat, raw eggs, 
bones, skin, organs, all the stuff that we may not want to eat. Now, cooking is the problem, okay? Cooking changes things. So they would never cook in the wild. You will never, ever see a pride of lions sitting around a campfire with an antelope on a spit roasting it. Never going to happen. Why is that? They don't need to. They're not designed for that. They're not smart enough for that. What do they require? Straight antelope. Just a dead antelope. They know to go to the organs, the flesh. They chew on the bones. They're happy. What do we do? We feed them the exact opposite. We feed them refined human food, grains, vegetables, sterilized meats. Now, I will tell you, the meats that are in most animal food are not what you think they are. They may list chicken. They may list beef. Let me tell you, that is not always the case. A lot of what you see on the label, well, let me just say it like this, is a lie. They are lying to you. The whole where there's horse meat in there and all this kind of stuff. I'm sure there's probably horse meat. Who gives a crap? A pack of wolves would take down a horse and eat it any day. Horse meat's not that bad. Soldiers lived on horse meat. Not a big deal. The problem is not the horse meat. The problem is we're feeding them rotten scraps from food mills to scraps of food from everything type of food mill. It's just a conglomerate of companies bringing food together to give to animals because animals don't care. They'll just eat it. We don't care because we don't realize what's in it. And it's cheaper for them. It does. There's no regulation on what the heck goes in there. I could go on and on with what's in your food, but I don't want to scare you that bad. So instead of just giving you the complete evil of 90% of the food that you could give your animal, why don't I do what I should do for you? And that's tell you what you should feed them. No reason to scare you with what you could buy at this point. I think you get my point. Now we should talk about the positive side. What can you do for your animal? Well, Here's the first thing you could do. What kind of animal do you have? And then what would they normally eat? I mean, it's pretty simple. Let me ask you a question. If you were that animal, what do you want to eat? Would you rather have a bowl of something or let's say pick up a leg of lamb from your grocer or anywhere that you get animal foods and just tell the dog to sit by the door and you throw that thing into the backyard, making the dog sit the whole time, then all of a sudden you tell him, go. And he runs out there as fast as he can, and he destroys that leg of lamb. That is what a dog wants to do. Do you think your dog will be healthier and have a better life doing that? Or sitting in front of a stainless steel bowl or some pretty little bowl that you bought at a art festival with kibble in the shape of little fishes and little bones and little hamburgers 
all different colors to represent what they were. That is nothing but foods they would never eat and foods they wish they were in there. Let me tell you, if you want a happy pet, feed them what they want. Is it that hard? It's not. They will be better for it. And I'm going to get into that. In the meantime, let's just hammer this point home a little bit more because I'm in the mood. All right. Most of the food that you think is natural to give your dog is not natural. It isn't. What's natural? Well, let's pick a dog. He's running in a pack with other dogs in a forest, the woods, whatever. What's he going to kill and eat? Is he going to stop by? That pack is on a mission. They want that deer. They're going to take that deer and they don't care how long it takes to take down that deer. When they get that deer, what do they do? They fight over who gets to eat first based on hierarchy. So in our homes, is there a hierarchy? Yeah, it's supposed to be us. But usually we let them run our homes because we think they're cuddly little living teddy bears. They're furry, they're soft. We think they have personalities where they understand us. We think all this. In reality, they're working us psychologically more than we know. They know what they're doing. They know they learned when they were puppies how to play dead, how to be alpha, how to give in, how to take control. They learned all this stuff. They know how to do that to us. By the way, you might be asking, why am I qualified enough to talk about this? Well, I've had dogs myself. I've also learned dog training from a KGB Russian dog trainer. Yeah, trained attack dogs and then trained regular dogs on how to just enjoy their life and who trained us to train our dogs to have an enjoyable life. And when I saw that, that was about the time when I realized that dogs hurt. They feel pain. They have diseases and sicknesses, just like we do. Why do dogs have disease and sicknesses? Or cats? It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't care if you have fish. Why do our animals get sick? I can tell you there's two reasons. First reason is what we feed them. Second reason is they have a sedentary lifestyle with us. They wouldn't have a sedentary lifestyle in the wild. Therefore, it's up to us to change how they interact with our world. How do we do that? Food, stimulation. We take dogs for walks. They don't want to go for a walk. They want to run with other dogs. That's why if you go to the dog park, they all just want to start running around and there's biting and tossing and turning and barking and growling because that's what they want to do. But Eric, you don't understand. I have a little tiny Yorkie. I would never do such a thing. That's fine. It doesn't matter if you have a Yorkie or you have a Great Dane. They want to eat meat. They want social interaction with other animals. And it's fine if they never do. The minimum we can do is their diet because the way that their digestive system is designed and the way that their psyche is designed, they want to eat flesh. They want animal. They want to eat another living thing. If they don't have that, what do they eat? 
Well, they'll eat whatever they possibly can that is, well, edible. That makes them a scavenger. Cats won't do that. Fish won't do that. So your goldfish eats whatever you put in there. Why? Because there's nothing else in there for them to eat. If you threw tiny, little, tiny, tiny, little fish in there, that goldfish would eat those little fish. I'm telling you. So let's get back to this. How do you take care of your pets diet-wise? Well, let's start feeding them what they desire. That's the first thing. They'll be happy because they're eating what they desire. When you feed them what they desire, then they're happier. And guess what? What they desire is what makes them healthy. Why not feed them that? Eric, you don't understand. It's, it's way too difficult. It's too hard to feed my animal these type of foods. You don't understand my lifestyle. Well, wait a minute. You took on the responsibility of this animal. So I beg to differ. I told you, this is going to be tough love this episode. And I'm going to give you tough love right now. There is no, I'm just going to buy the easiest food possible to feed my animal. I don't care. Do you remember all the stories where you'd see these parents say, Johnny, if you want a dog, you're going to have to take care of it. I'll take care of it. Don't you worry. And you give him the dog and guess who takes care of it? You do. It's the same principle. We as adults get animals thinking, I'm going to take care of this dog. What do you do? You get lazy and you don't. This is a living being that deserves the food appropriate to its species. They don't want kibble. They'll eat it because that's all that's there. We need to feed our dogs better, our cats better. I'm not talking about if you have goats and, and all these other, you know how to feed them. They'll eat definitely anything. I'm talking about dogs and cats specifically, if you already haven't realized that. If you want your pets healthy, you must give them what their species requires. And that's another animal. It's not that hard to do. Okay, I just totally laid that out. I hope you're still listening because this is very, well, let's just say sensitive for you and me. I care about your pet's health because they can't tell you how they feel. I'm not bashing you for feeding them the wrong way. I'm merely stating, let's start now if you don't know and start feeding your animal in such a way that they get healthy, feel better, whether they're six months old, six years old, or 12 years old. Trust me, this episode will enlighten you and help you. The consternation that you might feel for me right now is real because they can't speak for themselves. It's the same thing with a baby. They can't tell you they're cold, they're hungry, they hurt, their tummy hurts, or their head hurts like a headache. They can't tell you. And because they can't tell you, it's up to you to look at the signs. If you can't read those signs, which, let's be real, if you're a dog whisperer, you can, but for the rest of humanity, you can't always read those signs. So if we can't read the signs, what's the best thing we can do? That would be to keep all of the variables down to the most minimum we can so that they feel the best that they possibly can feel. You're taking away all the things that would hurt them. Then they feel awesome all the time because 
Animals are like that. Humans aren't quite like that. Even if you had a perfect diet as a human, you're going to experience some things. We're a little bit more susceptible. Animals aren't. They aren't. They are very, very resilient. Now, when they get the food they require, wow, they thrive like crazy. There's a few things that I will tell you that in the health world, we have the most outcomes. Pets and children, the two people I told you that can't speak and tell you how they're feeling. When you give pets, animals, or children remedies, they respond so fast. It's incredible. Why? I don't know. Youth, uh, resilience, how their makeup is, how God made them, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty evident with human children that they just, they're growing machines in the way that they regenerate. They regenerate a certain way. They regenerate very fast. They can overcome a lot of things. Animals, I think, can overcome a lot of things as well. God made them that way. They don't have hospitals. They don't have nutritionists and dietitians and an OBGYN. They don't have any of this. They're just resilient. But what makes them resilient? That would be things that they need in order to keep that resilience. And it's up to us to give that to them. So for example, their food, their diet must be what they would normally eat in the wild. That's the long and short of it. I'm sorry that it's harder to do this for them. But if you love your animal, they can't tell you when they're hurting. Even if it's just a minor tummy ache, they can't say, hey, mom, do you have any Pepto? Maybe I could have like just a, just a little bit. You got any, um, milk of magnesia or you got anything for like, man, I don't understand, but my head is pounding. They can't do this. So what do we do? Take away all the variables that would cause that. That way they have all of the nutrition that's required for their species to be healthy. Okay, I know I'm pounding this. I get it. I know that you're like, just tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. First things first with the diet. What kind of animal do you have? Have you ever looked up what does your animal normally eat? Because a dash hound eats different food than a Rottweiler. Pitbulls seem to eat humans. I'm kidding. That's just a joke. I mean, come on. This is, this is a heavy topic so far. I've got to lighten this up a little bit. A dash hound is designed to eat smaller game, little animals. A Rottweiler can eat, well, pretty much an elephant. So what do you feed your animal? I would say that a Rottweiler could eat anything. So his food can be larger. The bones can be bigger. It's not a problem. But you can't give a pork shoulder, well, I mean, you could to your Yorkie, but he's going to have a hard time. He's going to eat like a little bit of it and then he's going to be full. So pick your food for your animal appropriately. Organs should be a staple in your animal's life, especially cats. Why is it cats love dairy and fish so much? Isn't that weird? Why? Why? They don't even like water, apparently, although lots of felines do. But seriously, why, 
Why is it? You don't see dogs running into a river to catch salmon. It's just, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. We don't have like salmon dog food. We have like salmon cat food <laughs> in a can. I don't know. But that's the point, isn't it? We don't know what they want. Therefore, find out what they're supposed to eat. Then you will find what they like. I told this before. I'm going to tell this again. I had a friend a long time ago. He owned two wolves. One was a full wolf. The other one was a husky wolf mix. He used to take out of his refrigerator a whole chunk of meat with bone in it. I don't even know what it was. And he would make these dogs sit. And then he would take two of these things and he would chuck them into the yard. The dogs would be salivating. They're ready to run. And he would tell them, you better sit. You stay there. And they were just like, just let me go. But they listened because he was alpha. Then he would say, go. And they would take off and they would wrestle with that piece of meat, tumbling and ripping it and shredding it and throwing it around like you know dogs do. Do you think that they enjoyed that? Yeah, they totally enjoyed that. That's what they wanted to do. Do you think that dogs, do dogs actually like go up to their stainless steel bowl that's at the end of the counter on the floor on the linoleum tile, grab that kibble and just start throwing it around? like throwing it up in the air and trying to kill it. No, they don't do that. What would you rather do as a dog? I know what I'd rather do. Now, if you're really, really cool as a dog parent, you would take a living animal, put it in your yard and let the dog kill it. That's actually the reality. But we don't want to talk about that because that would be just crazy bad and we don't want to harm that animal. But that's what your dog does in real life. Now that I threw that thought into your mind, let's move on. Ordinary dog food from the store is made for profit. It is not made for your dog's health. Therefore, if you don't give your dog fat, protein, cartilage, then it's going to be sickly. May not be right away. It's coming. I'm going to get into the stats of dog health later, probably in episode two. Right now, I'm just going to bring the reality. A dog or cat requires flesh from an animal. You're not going to get that in a bag from the store. I know I'm hammering this. I realize, but convenience is costing your animal's health. And again, they can't tell you how they feel. They will act super happy when you come home, even if their stomach is killing them. If their head is feeling like it's going to explode, they will still act normal. It takes a very, very trained eye to notice when an animal hurts. So I say, buy the cheap cuts at the grocery store. There are so many cheap cuts at the grocery store when you're there. There's chicken livers and feet from animals and brain and beef tongue and all of that stuff. I know it sounds gross, but this is stuff they would eat normally. It's so cheap. 
You throw it in the freezer. Tons of it. Find a butcher. Hey, I'll take all the stuff nobody else wants. Pieces of skin. You wouldn't believe what animals will eat. Your animal. You would not believe what they'll eat. Some of that stuff you could put in a dehydrator. Then you have your own chewies. You know, those things you pay a lot of money for. Oh, but Eric, I don't have the time. You don't have the time to throw some pieces of whatever on a tray, whip it into this thing, turn the thing on three hours and let it just dehydrate the heck out of that stuff. Give it to your animal. It doesn't even matter how much time you give it. The dog wants to chew. The cat will chew it. They'll chew and chew and chew and chew because that's what they want to do. Did that rhyme? I didn't mean for that. So convenience is not an excuse. You can buy from the grocery store or a butcher or wherever you're getting your meat things that you and I wouldn't eat. Not because they're not delicious. You can slow cook a lamb's leg, but you couldn't just throw it on the grill. It's going to be terrible. It needs long and slow. That doesn't matter for your dog. Maybe even your cat. You can take that sucker and throw it into the yard and let them just go to town. And by the way, if they've never done that before, no biggie. Trust me, they have instincts. They will tear it apart. Might be on the deck for a few minutes and eventually you can throw it in the yard, but but they will, they will switch. There's that carnivore switch in their mind. When that sucker goes, I'm telling you, you will never see your animal more happy than to do that. Those photos or videos of animals just jumping around in the, in the grass with the leaves and stuff like that, that's what your animal will be like. When you're feeding this animal grains and vegetables, they are sedentary. They don't want to do anything. They're not happy. They're not jumping around, running around like they normally would because they're depressed. That is not their natural diet. Treats. Well, you can make your own treats. I just told you. Dehydrator. An oven. Doesn't matter. You can take the cheapest. I mean, I'm talking the most difficult meat to deal with. It's full of tendon and cartilage and fat and there's nothing you could really do with it, you know, to make dinner. But you put that sucker in the oven or put in a dehydrator, you give it to your animal, he's going to chew till his heart's content because he doesn't realize that that's hard to chew. Like you and I don't like gristle. They love gristle. That's what they want. They crave that. It's part of their DNA. They love that stuff. You and I hate it. So make it even harder for them and you will get them to chew longer. That's a toothbrush, by the way. That works their jaw, their teeth, keeps them clean. Same with bones. Bones are absolutely fantastic for them. And in the wild, they don't just eat the flesh and that's it. They'll chew on the bones the whole time that they're eating flesh. They'll eat flesh and cartilage and organ and stuff and chew on the bones. There's no rhyme or reason. They just do the whole thing. What's inside of a bone? Oh, that would be the marrow. They love that. 
take a bone from a butcher that's not cooked. Do this if you can do this. I'm telling you right now, this is going to blow your mind. Bring it home, throw it down. I don't care if your dog is 12 years old. He's going to look at that, or she, going to look at that, be like, what the heck is this? He's going to go up and lick it a little bit, might play with it a little bit, might come back to it later. If your dog doesn't go after the marrow and start chewing on that bone, wow, you've got a hoity-toity dog, let me tell you. Cats will even do it. What does a lion or a cougar or a puma, what do they eat? Have you ever seen a cat ever eat anything that wasn't originally alive, as in a living being? Nope, cats do not eat anything. Sometimes they'll chew grass, same with dogs. That grass is not for nutrition. They use it for other reasons. We'll get into those in other episodes. But for food, no. Your cat will only eat something that was once a living being. When you cook bones, they become brittle. That's not good. Well, in the wild, no dog is going to take an elk carcass and lay it over a fire and cook it. They're not. The bones that they would consume, chew on just for fun or just for their teeth or maybe nutrition would be raw. So it's not a problem. They have no problem chewing raw bones. So if you make food at home and you're going to take it off the bone first, not cooked, you're going to take it off the bone, keep the bones, give them to your dog or your cat. See what your cat does. It's amazing what you'll see cats will eat. The greatest thing about feeding your animal real animal food is it doesn't need to be gourmet, organic, free-range anything. They will eat anything that was once alive. I mean, it's crazy. Now, you might have a problem with a dog with oysters, but the cat will kill the oyster. Like, it's, I'm telling you, try it. So to bring this home, let me just throw this out to you. Why don't carnivorous life forms eat insects? Isn't that interesting to think about? Your cat might go after a fly, maybe a moth. That's it. Not going to go after crickets, grasshoppers and worms, spiders. Dogs don't do either. They play with them, but they don't really eat them. Why? Is it blood or texture? Who knows? But isn't that an interesting thought? Maybe it's the same as you and me. We don't crave insects. Now, I don't know about you, but I really like langoustine. And langoustine is like the, it's like the cousin of a crawfish and a lobster, which are both waterborne insects. Yep, sorry to bring that to you. Lobster is an insect. If you want a healthy pet, you need to feed that pet exactly what they would eat in the wild. That includes if you just have rabbits, do they eat alfalfa pellets? When was the last time you saw a rabbit run into an alfalfa field and say, oh, I can't eat this leaf. It's not in a cylindrical pressed form. They don't do that. What do your pets normally eat in real life? That's what you should feed them. By the way, it's not hard to do that. It really isn't. 
if you go to the store and buy fish and you let's say you buy the full fish with the head and everything you just want the fillet pull the fillet throw the carcass down to your to your cat see what he does oh you're gonna see wild kingdom right there on the kitchen floor i'm telling you and if your cat doesn't that means he's so he or she is so ingrained with having mush food in a bowl that they're not even cats anymore you do it a second time a third time they will eventually start flipping over and that's what they want well i think this is a good spot to stop part one i think i've offended many people so maybe the people who are still here will listen to episode two because episode two i'm going to go into the actual health of your animal what causes the problems what to watch out for what not to do and if you did some of these things to your animal and they're unhealthy let's say they have cancer or they're overweight they're shedding too much they're unhappy they're depressed whatever it is i'll help you with remedies to bring your pet back to normal thanks for listening look up episode two on pet health till then thanks for listening if you want to contact me my info is in the description box feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic maybe some feedback whatever i look at every email and every comment but please be constructive i will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments this is a place for healing and knowledge not a negative space if you want to read the transcript it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.